Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we've decided to make this here episode a drinking game. Yeah. Anytime we say something negative about a film, you're going to hear this sound. That means that we need to take a drink. And we actually hope, believe it or not, we hope you drink along with us. So, pour yourselves a glass as we get ready with our obligatory shot. As uh, we're going to talk about, is Marvel back? Is Marvel back? Is Marvel back? Cheers, friends. Marvel got back. Well, Marvel's still making a fuck ton of money. I don't know if they're back, but this movie made some money. We're talking about Kevin Black Feige's Panther. Kevin checkbook said they never left, but yes, Dave. Yeah, World interpretations count, though. <laughs> $331 million so far. Opening weekend, $181 million in the U.S., man. God damn, dude. West Side Story made $10 million. John has left the camera shot. You still there? <laughs> Jesus. Black Panther, Wakanda. <laughs> this is Ryan Coogler, written and directed, co-written with Joe Robert Cole, who also co-wrote the first Black Panther film, which was nominated for Best Motherfucking Picture in, I think, 2018. I did my research and I forgot it. I forgot my research. Um, so we're going to be talking about Black Panther, Wakanda forever. I forgot, uh, the first- I forgot my research. <laughs> the first uh the first I film like, i feel in... like we should warn everyone we recorded these episodes out of order so the one you're hearing first is the one we recorded second so yeah, we've so already recorded so one drinking game episode at this point yeah we drank a lot during our steven spielberg episodes talking about the fables <laughs> which we liked you should listen oh, to our episode dude, to hear about it <laughs> okay so we're going to talk about black panther wakanda forever this just came out the reviews are generally positive um first movie of course in this series since chadwick boseman passed away he was the black panther he passed away in between movies so there was a giant gaping hole that's gonna have to be covered i'm sure you guys know this stuff if you're listening oh, yeah. to this podcast so we'll get into that in a second let's go ahead and shout our sponsors out john we have a beer sponsor his name is carlos barozzo you can find that guy on instagram the handle cbarozzo.beer c-b-a-r-r-o-z-o dot b-e-e-r you can see what he's doing with all of his delicious brews. Carlos, send us some. Uh, we have a musician, an artist in residence by the name of Dasein that provides Dasein. all the music for this episode and every single episode. And his music is available for free on all the famous music platforms. D-A-S-E-I-N, Dasein. Go get it. Uh. All right. All right so we're going to go guys. ahead and talk about Wakanda forever. Let's do a quick round of gripes of the week. This is where we just gripe about shit. We just need to get off our chest. Um, it usually has nothing to do with the movie or is close to something that has to do with the movie. Sometimes it's just picking on we ask AMC. You to stick around. I don't know. I should also say, if you're new to our uh, show, you got the idea that we like to drink and talk about movies. Um, we are going to give you a recommendations at the end of the episode. And we try to keep it spoiler free for a couple of minutes in case you have not seen this movie. Again, I have a feeling you have if you're listening to this, but that's what we do. Hmm. Who would like to Some get us started with our get a the ticket, week? I'm sure. Like it was. I've got a grape. Oh. Okay, John, John's got a gripe. Here we go. Let's set the gripe timer for one minute. And let's go. Unfortunately, this is uh, apropos. We're probably never going to get that Disney sponsorship we were hosting, hoping for on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but sure. just Don't like Netflix, else. just like Netflix, Disney has announced that they are also going to release an ad 
included cheaper subscription to Disney Plus. Great. You know what? Eventually, somebody should just bundle all these things together, give you a single remote, and then you can just like flip between them. <laughs> it's almost like, like, what the fuck are these companies doing, dude? The whole point was to create this subscribing exclusivity. We knew, we knew the point of it. Make it more affordable and maybe try to get more viewers. But a place like Disney that has so much incredible pre-existing IP, you kind of understand why Netflix has resorted to this because they've had trouble creating a lot of their own content. They were an acquisitions and distribution streamer for a long time. I don't understand outside of any other means than just the fucking slimy bottom line why a company like company like Disney would not try to just lean into their IP and remain exclusive. They have the best IP in the fucking world. Really, it let me down, dude. That bummed me out. I read that last night. I'm sorry. It bothered me. Dude, right? They, I do. They I, would doom the second they end, like had shareholders. Every company, You're of course. Right, dude. Yeah. And You're probably right. Well, Disney's always that stock Maybe Walt be like, "Good job, you guys." Yeah. But as soon as yeah, as soon as it becomes about appeasing the shareholders, it the pro the the project is to make more money every year for the shareholders. Nothing else. Yeah, because right, then well, it just it just yeah. separates us. I thought the whole idea of Disney was, and it's all bullshit because they have fast pass and stuff. But the whole idea is that everybody's welcome. Dude, they have Everybody fast have pass and super fast pass now because the I fast know, pass so that's, line that's what this became is. like the uh, fucking AMC A list well, you know line in. You know, I've been, watching some, uh, I've been watching some Parks and Rec a lot recently. I've been revisiting that show, and unfortunately, it's only available on Peacock right now. And lame as it is, I don't have enough money to pay for Peacock with no ads. So it's taking me back to that feeling we had when we were growing up with television for all those years where the stakes were just lower for television that included commercials. Disney, you have exclusively really good IP. Do you really want a fucking commercial between the act breaks of this, Andor? Are you fucking kidding me? This is my like, thing that's last like, week. It's going to lower the stakes of your your or, dramatization. Forget about, forget about the stakes. The user experience suffers, and that is Disney's thing. Of course, Disney. Of course Disney, yeah. Disney closed Newsies on Broadway when it was making a million dollars a week because they felt that its ratings were too low. So they closed something that that's was what I'm profitable what the fuck because are they the doing? user yeah. experience was suffering because it wasn't living up to the Disney standard. As soon as you put commercials in, it lowers the standard. Every time that commercial comes in, I lose 10% of my energy. I go down, I droop. And then when I come I back, I'm not as anticipated. So scenes exactly. don't hit me as hard. I just, so then and, you know the what? user, it, this is what I was talking about with the music streaming apps. They let the user experience suffer for money that is going to bite them in the ass. And let's see, maybe they're just putting like, this is presented by Samsung, but I don't know. They gotta be fucking it's careful. It's not gonna this. fucking work. Cause you know what? The whole the, the, Disney, the we don't know where the fuck we're talking about. I get that. But you know what? Disney has dominated this world for the better part of the last century for definitely yeah. all of our lives. They are one of those singular brands that has started scooping up some really popular IPs. And the brand Disney still seems to live within those little outlines of those little mouse ears. You don't go to fucking Disneyland and spend fucking $700 because it's sponsored by Samsung. There's a reason they've never done that. You go there if you're gonna be, if you're willing to spend that kind of money because you're gonna exist inside this experience. I'm not saying I get the same twinkles of you know butterflies in my stomach, but when you click on Disney Plus, you're supposed to feel like you're in that space. If I see a fucking commercial on a Disney ad because one day I can't afford the subscription, I don't know, man. It's just it's starting to. If they are doing this, the two largest, most successful streamers right now 
because right now Disney is number two. I think they've mm-hmm. sur- actually I think they're number one right now. I think they surpassed Netflix. No, Netflix. Oh, they're start a trend. Netflix got a blue last quarter. So, but but Disney really? is Dis- Disney is Disney. So Disney's more valuable. I'm sorry. I started this gripe like ten minutes ago. You did. I'm sorry about that. But, but this is relevant to our movie that though. So Dave, get the pass. Dude, Dave, yeah. fuck you. It gets a pass. <laughs> fuck you, Dave. Oh, I didn't even say anything. Oh, Gush me. Fuck you. I'm not gushing. No, I don't, I don't gush people because they want to be gushed. Yeah, go you got to earn that gush. gush. Fair enough. We're talking about Disney. Dave, what's your gripe this week? I don't have one. Come Ugh. on. Dave, get some shit what off your chest. What happened to AMC this week, Dave? Come on. Dave, what about your cold and flu? Come on. Give me give me something. I mean, no, it, it, anything like I say would be. It, 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 well, no, the, the escalators worked at the AMC I went to this week. Um, somebody found the gripe button. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was on your controller. <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. Yeah, I uh, know they. Dave, they you're worked. on the clock's ticking, bro. <laughs> Come yeah, on. no, it was. It was. Uh, I did. I did notice though. Like, I had the same problem that you guys have been pointing out. When I turned up, the A list was like a full line. Yeah, and there was literally yeah. no one in the normal list in the, in the line. For the concessions. And then, yeah, and then there were yeah. no peanut M&Ms either. F- fuck what the fuck? hell. I, um, I was like, going to... Dude, seriously, it's like... That's for you, dude. It's, Come on. Yeah, just stock your shit. And also, like, one one person is serving the A-list, and if the other person standing there having a conversation with the person next to him, who then, about five minutes later, started serving nice. the A-list. I was almost late for my movie. Guys, New York City yeah. went cashless because they, efficiency is is profitable and lucrative. I actually, I got there to, um, not this movie, we just talked about The Fablemans. Go ahead, check out our feed, people. Come on. The Fablemans, we're releasing this after, but come on. Great title. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I, I was like, uh, I don't preview. feel like sitting down for the next 10 minutes of these previews. I've, I've already seen all these previews. I see these every week. And then I, I just looked at the line and I saw the line. I said, no, nah, fuck it. Do you have any idea how fast they could have made $15 from me? They could have made $15 so fast for me. If there was no line, I go up, bam. But instead, I'm not waiting 20 minutes to, to get a pop, like a bag, basically a bag of buttery air. It's air, yeah. 90% air. I'm not going to do that. This is not my gripe. Can Salty, you start the gripe timer? Yeah, but yeah. Ugh, start the gripe timer. AMC's losing money. You ready? AMC's yeah. losing money. Okay. I, I, I'm between I two gripes. It. So let Hang on. No, oh, Dave, yeah, Dave, has, gonna, to do it. Dave has to do it so the timer goes. Okay. I'm going to restart um, it. Dave, okay. I, Stop pushing I it. have two gripes. Number one, I saw this movie at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Friday because this is Wakanda Forever. How many times are you going to restart this, this timer? There we go. Because um, I was off for Veterans Day. Do you know what people do in the morning? They drink coffee. They get their fluids. They, they, drink, they have their vitamins. Mm. You know what that means? That means everybody has to pee. I saw this movie in a 600 seat theater. It's an IMAX. <laughs> IMC, like, there's 40 seats wide because they don't want to give up the center aisle. Those are the best seats. Everybody had to pee. I would, honestly, I'm serious. At least 50 people during my movie had to pee. It's just two hours and 40 minutes with previews. It's over three hours and people have to fucking pee. We drink coffee in the morning. We take our vitamins. It's just the truth. So my original gripe was going to be about how they need to either add an intermission or give us like a warning or I don't know what the fuck it was going to be. But really what it comes down to is why is every movie that's coming out this fucking December, because I'm counting this as December, even though it's November because it was cold today. Why is every movie long? Tar, two hours and 40 minutes. This is two hours and 40 minutes. Fableman's two hours, two and a half. Babylon's coming out three hours. Um, Avatar's three hours. Guys, this is why people don't watch the Oscars. They haven't seen the movies because they don't want to watch these kinds of things. We got to be careful. That's it. That's my gripe. But also put an intermission in or tell it. We got we to gotta be careful about these nine o'clock in the morning movies. That's it. Let me piggyback. If we're, if we're bitching about a- AMC, I had another 
thing of popcorn. I told you all last week or two weeks ago I had more popcorn. <laughs> That's not once great. again. Once again, no, 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 I'm well, fuck it. You opened it up with the line and shit. The popcorn sucked. AMC, you gotta get on it. Half my large bucket was fucking trash popcorn. You gotta get on it. What the fuck? Guys, layer it. it. It's so easy. Okay. Layer it. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm serious. It was like a 600 seat theater. There were probably about 450 seats sold because it was nine in the morning. It was fucking sold out at like yeah. the prime time times. So that's why I saw it at nine in the morning. At least 50 people went to the bathroom. It, there was a, it was it was a as soon as one person went, it was like everybody else that was thinking about it was like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta yeah. go. Like, of course, I was in pain for the last like hour. <laughs> I definitely was. I, was I, 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 I for I t- some I reason I was fine. This movie, I made the whole movie. What time? Did you, what time is your movie? Four. PM? Yeah, see, you yeah. gotta get your system set. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, well, I, I was absolutely like, I got just the peanut m and I'm not fucking drinking anything, just in case. <laughs> All right, people, we're gonna talk about fucking Black Panther, M&Ms. Wakanda forever. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the cast a little bit here, because I think y'all know Wait, what's going on. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got a bag of peanut M&Ms and nothing to drink? Yes. Weren't you... <laughs> What's your friend? These, like the these are the people when we were waiters and we were like, all right, we'll give you some water. And they're like, I don't want water. And they're like, you're not going to have a drink? Water. And they're like, yeah. no, I'm going to eat a burger. And I'm going to be like, and when you choke, I hope you choke hard, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. we'll just take water. I'm and not like, giving you the hug. I, are you I'm saving fine. the planet? Like, are you I'm saving g- the planet? How long was your last shower? Yeah, get Dude, the fuck out of candy here. It's covered in Dave. chocolate with a tiny fuck little you. fucking <laughs> bit of peanut in it. Like, get, drink get, your fucking. Grow a fucking pear. Honestly. What kind of thing? I would say this is the best uh, beginning 13 minutes of a Black Panther Wakanda Forever episode uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify (laughs) or wherever you get your podcasts. Number one, people. Dave um, set up a link tree. I hope you follow us. Um, If you reach out to us, Dave will will answer. John and I most likely will not. Sometimes Cecily. I will not. Um, (laughs) John won't even read it. He's like, fuck you. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Letitia Wright is back. is right now. Letitia Wright is back as Shuri. The sister to Chadwick Boseman's, oh my God, I was about to say it, T'Challa character. T'Challa. 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 Tanai Guarina is back. Oh my God, I'm going to butcher all these. I just saw these movies. Tanai Guarino is back. Lupita Nyong'o is back. Angela Bassett is back. Winston Duke is back. Martin Freeman is back. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus is back. I don't think she really understood what her character was supposed to be, but like she's back in this movie. Oh, Michaela no, that Cole was, that is that in this for movie. a reason. Her whole character, like that was for a reason. <laughs> That's for both of us. That's for the big breath of air that John and I just guessed. <laughs> I know she was back for a reason, Dave. Yeah, we get it, Dave. I know that they talked about whether or not she should be included in this movie when they were in the fucking pre-pro for their $200 million movie, Dave. I understand that these conversations happened. Oh, I don't think you understand shit. <laughs> Fair enough. You're right. No, I didn't understand some of this. We'll get to it. The character, <laughs> Namor. To the comic book friends, which I am not one of, apparently pretty stoked about Namor coming in, was played by Tanakh yep. Huerta. And then you have Dominique Thorne as Riri. Yeah. I don't know if that's the actual name of this character. It's R- it's ironic because... R- R- yeah, Riri Williams. Is that who Rihanna's named after? Because she's performing at the Super Bowl and she just dropped an album and she's got a huge tour next year that's going to set re- albums. This is going to set records. Okay. <laughs> She also wrote the fucking song that's going to be nominated for an Oscar. So (laughs) (laughs) So it's not out of complete left field. The 67 Metacritic score, Metascore, Hmm. 67 Metascore. The 
the Rotten Tomatoes has a higher audience score than critic score, as you can imagine. Surprise. It's still generally positive, but not quite as gushy as the last movie. So we're going to talk about it now. The quick pitch on IMDb is the people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. We always start with our spoiler-free initial takeaways. What do you think? What do you feel watching this movie? Who should go first with our initial takeaways? John or Dave? The battle is yours. <sighs> Dave, you want me to go? Sure. You can give us some... Some good context after I just set up the blind. I'm not I'm not a comic book person, so of course I always go into these not knowing these new characters. I saw Wanda, whatever the fuck her show was called, and I still don't know who Julie Louise Dreyfus. I don't know why she was in this movie. We'll get there. Wait, we'll she, get there. she was in one of the one of the TV shows, right? Where did she first appear, Dave? Um, Wanda, I, right? No, no. Wanda? She, she Julie, Julie Winter, Louis, Winter Blue. Fireman, Winter Black, Black Widow. Was oh that the first one? Oh my fucking god! No, it was Falcon, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon, yeah. Falcon and the Snowman. Well, she, um, she was in. I thought she was in Black Widow too. At the end, was she in the after credit scene of Black Widow? Yes, Black Widow. That's, that's the first time we saw her. Yeah, 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 but Falcon yeah, yeah. and Winter Soldier was first. I don't know. If we're having, this is the problem. <laughs> okay, no, 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 whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, sorry, technically, John. Black Widow was first because it was way back. But yeah, the the, the after credit scene happened very. <laughs> they really very were like, when you rewatch these in order, plug this back in, and we're like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. And then John, they're like, um, what's the order? <laughs> all right, so you can't look at this movie without looking at what happened around this movie. Mm. This has they, never they happened that. before to be fair, in the that. history of movies where you have an IP this huge and you have suffering not just this in much. general. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, no. I don't know. Back, to, back to the Future had to replace Jennifer. <laughs> uh, you can't. Chadwick Boseman was a phenomenon. Like, it's yes. not just the fact that he happened to be playing the lead role and they made a good movie with him in the lead role. Everybody who has ever talked about this man, every movie he's ever made, I saw it outside of all his movies. He was a phenomenon. He was, and he did this yeah, unique gold. thing. Everything he touched he turned to gold. His, honestly, he kept his yeah. secret close to the chest. R.I.P. King T'Challa. I miss you so much. I cried a couple times during is this it, movie. Is it bad to say that's the, coolest so thing, that's the coolest thing that he ever did, too? He just didn't tell anybody about that. How fucking? I, mean, just, it, I don't know if he it's, loved it's what he insensitive did. He to say, but close. like, that is. Oh, I know, man. I mean, crazy. Let this be. Maybe we're going to end up talking about this. I'm sure throughout the episode because you kind of can't dissect it from your experience of watching the movie. At least I can't. So, for whatever problems that people might think exist from an objective point of view, and there are issues. I wouldn't even. I don't know if I want to go as far to say that they're huge problems. Mm. I still think this was a much better. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> there are issues. There are issues. I didn't say that they're negative or positive. But there are issues, but. But, but with everything that went on around it, the death of your lead, a fucking pandemic that just fucking changed everything. And then your your new lead, who's kind of taking over, um, has an injury. You know, as you're starting out. Three months. The, the trauma of everything that's happened to us where Marvel is in its place, there were just all of these obstacles that there are obstacles everywhere you look when you're making a movie. It's not like that's the first time the obstacles oh, have yeah. happened, but these have been very unique. And I think the amount of truth that they were able to bring, the, the perspective of those obstacles found its way into the movie. And it never felt, for me, it never felt like it was 
I don't want to be bad taste here, but, you know, beating the dead horse, cliche, over the top. It never felt like I no. wasn't emotionally involved with those obstacles. So there are some things that we'll talk about that maybe didn't make this movie better. I got you, Dave. You can't buzz me for that. But they they still Just maintained wait. a way to... This was the most empowerful homage to, you know, someone who left us way too soon, tying into this gigantic universal IP and introduce some new characters. I still enjoyed a lot of the filmmaking. We're going to talk about some things that maybe I thought, you know, weren't quite as as great as I wanted them to be, but all those things can be pushed to the side because I still had a very emotional screening. I saw it at 11 p.m. last night at the biggest theater here in Los Angeles. It's a giant IMAX at Universal City Walk, and all of us <laughs> there was one couple that got up like as soon as she landed as the Black Panther that is in the trailer. I'm not giving a spoiler away. As soon as she landed, this couple in front of me just got up and walked out. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. It made me laugh really hard. But generally speaking, everybody was totally silent in the powerful silent moments, especially that one early on, that very silent sequence at the mm. with his B-roll, with his flipping that turns into the Marvel logo. That was really powerful. Everybody a very emotional watch. So I would challenge you to go to this movie. Kant said we can judge a human's nature by the way they treat animals. If you're one of those little cunts that goes and sees this and only has negative things to say, you should probably burn in hell. Dave, what did you think? You should probably go fuck yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, that's pretty cold. I, that's fucked up. Yeah. If you're able to just criticize this movie. Dude, the, this was, again, like I, every everyone was emotional with this. And yeah. uh, so it was like... The first, and I, I will say up front, the first 15 minutes is about where they handle the death of T'Challa and also it's kind of the death of Chadwick as well. So, like, a lot of people channeled things into their their performances. There's, like, a, a beautiful funeral sequence. All that sort of stuff happens at the beginning of the movie. But I, like, then they move on to the meat of the story and what I found fantastic was this progresses without its hero for about an hour and a half at least. Like yeah, there's before just, a hero is there's established. Just, yeah. It's literally just everyone dealing with the death of a king and a mentor. And I felt like there was some great development in there. There's some great like emotion in there. And this had this had all the heart I was missing from everything from Marvel I'd seen this year. This year? For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 So I like I I again I just sat down and I just let it happen. Two and years. I I really I I heard that I I really <laughs> I really really enjoyed this movie. Like there were a couple of times where I was like, all right, let's move it along. But I felt like the the action was perfectly balanced with the emoting. We got some character development. We introduced some new characters. I felt like there was a lot of stuff in this, and I felt like there was a reason there was a lot of stuff in this. And I feel like, given what happened with Thor and doctor strange where they were literally condensed down to under two hour movies i feel like they try maybe if they tried that but googler he went go fuck yourself i'm making the film i want to make and i respect that and i i love what he made i think this was a great movie yeah we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of our movie at the beginning of sorry at the beginning of this episode and say hey uh Jeff, with a little bit of John, they they drank a lot before they saw this movie and they started acting like dicks, but we actually really like this movie <laughs> because <laughs> I really, I really like this movie. It was very emotional and I completely agree, especially with John. There was specifically one storyline, which I'm sure is exactly what John's talking about, which just did, they just didn't, it just didn't 
land. It's it was fine, but it just it didn't come full circle. But back to you, Dave. Yeah. I'm hovering on the fucking bottom. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, though, and <laughs> no, you know no, that I'm avoiding it. it. We're gonna yeah, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you do. Do. yeah, yeah you fucking do. No, but this movie was really moving, dude. Like, also, I I want to also like credit the fight choreography in this because like they were legit like it normally with a lot of the like the marvel stuff it'll either be cg or they'll pull that thing where they start pulling frames out to speed it up a little bit and this did not look like that at all this looked like Ah, fights happening and things things looked like they hurt this is my favorite use well. of slow-mo, not in like an Eastern movie in a very long time, you know, because slow-mo is yeah. a bold move. It, it can easily turn into cheap and, ki- and, and and cheeky and stuff. And I, it was very powerful the way they used it. And I think, sorry, Dave, you had a little more than no, that. I, I also think like further to, to like things John said this year about, and I agreed, um, there, w- there weren't any stakes. Like with Doctor Strange, yeah. there was no stakes. With with like Thor, there were no stakes. In this, Wakanda got their fucking ass kicked. They got their ass handed to them. So this is this is and good. This like, is segueing, there was danger. Segueing into me. So the first movie, the weird irony of the first movie is that it's a civil war, which is ultimately a yeah. good thing. Ugh, civil war is not the right choice of words because I know that can no, be. No, no, no. I want to talk about that too. Yeah. Well, because he explores it again in this one. Because in the in the first movie. Everybody loved this movie, and it's like I almost want to remind everybody when they have such a good time that it was like you didn't know they were fighting each other. Yeah, and so yeah. We're, there's this weird battle at the end, and it was like, should we really be rooting for them to fight each other? Like, shouldn't we be rooting for unification? I do think they kind of, they kind of, they, I, I believe that they're that that is satisfied a little bit in this movie. I think I heard one critic who is a smug motherfucker, but I do listen to him because he says some good, t- he has some good points sometimes. Who said there's a giant Chadwick Boseman shaped hole in most of this movie? And I had already seen the movie when I listened to this, and I wanted to curse through my phone and say, Thank you, Ryan Coogler, for doing that. Thank you. I'm fucking glad they let there be a giant Chadwick Boseman shaped hole in this movie. Because yeah, if you try to answer that, if you try to replace him too soon, if you try to just fill in the gap, if you try to have an answer for who the Black Panther should be, then you are so fucking out of touch, you shouldn't be allowed to touch this movie. I, I can't imagine, I truly, I will say just just because to, to, I'm about to praise this a lot, I think. The, the things that didn't work for me is there's a little teeny subplot that comes up, mostly later, because I think it was introduced fine, but they just didn't. it just didn't land for me, and so whatever, we'll get to it in a second. The opening frames of this movie, I personally didn't need. But if you want to go ahead and, and use your paintbrush to go from the beginning to the end with your weird parabolic, like, you know, beginning frame to last frame, those of you who have seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, fine. The opening moments, check out. Like, the whole idea of purpose. I could have prevented this. Oh, now I'm this person, but I don't want to be. It's very, yes, I get that. I don't know if we need, I, I think we could have just opened with the funeral sequence. That's just me. But it, from that okay, moment. I was, gonna, I was just clarify just the moments in the lab. In the moments in the lab I didn't need. That's, I, okay. I feel like that was, that's something that could have been filmed and then not used in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Especially because she talks about it later. Yeah. She talks about it later. Oh, I could have saw mm-hmm. this. And it's like, we get it. I, yeah. didn't need to see, I didn't need to see it. We knew, he, we knew he died. We knew it's nobody's fault. You know, we, we just, I didn't need that personally. But um, after that. I, I didn't know who the Black Panther was going to be. And I know that it was in the trailer. I know that it was probably a woman. And I know that it's probably, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. It, I really don't care. I'm glad that they didn't try to figure out who the next Black Panther was going to be. They just 
put on their bootstraps and they kept moving yeah. forward. I, and then when and then when were, it was time and, to and announce who the Black, next Black Panther was, they did. I, I'm glad that they didn't try to answer all of our problems. They didn't try to solve life for us. They just let hmm. this movie progress. They told a good story. I thought it was a very captivating. Um, I don't even know if we should call him an antagonist, but the new you know, antagonizing character. Yeah. The, the, the thing behind him has been yeah, scrutinized. No, I mean, it's I'm been, point it's out, been scrutinized That's a lot. one of the things I love about how Kugler writes his villains because it's like Killmonger as well. It's like the, it's, you find yourself thinking, well, he's not entirely wrong. Until he's a product. Too, yeah. Until it's too consequence. late. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, he's, he might, he might have a point, but then he goes too far. And we can't, let's just go ahead and say it out loud just in case people need to hear us say it. Ryan Coogler is a genius. Yeah. Like, this is just he's great. He's oh, crazy yeah. what yeah. he's been able to do with his career. He's fucking my age. And this guy is a goddamn fucking out of the park. So again, like, we, yeah. I think this is the kind of movie, and it's funny that we, it's coming out next week, folks, but we just talked about Fablemans on our, in our private recording. You'll hear it next week. And I think we're in the hands of somebody who's so good that we might be a little too comfortable poking holes in their genius just because it work. It all like it all works. Like it's all like compelling filmmaking, and you're not worried about is it entertaining or not. Like you're in the you're in very safe hands. And now we're just trying to find the minutia because we've seen them touch lightning. You know this first yeah. this first movie, like you were saying, Jeff. The, the, I don't I just, even know if I want to like spend any time saying I'm not doing anything of the sort. I yeah, you're not at all. Yeah, 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 we got it. We got it. This is the what I was one, looking for. I, the first one was super isolated. Um, and I think people just, it was, it was such lightning in a bottle. It was such a phenomenon, broke a lot of records and then also got nominated for Academy Awards and yeah. it created this thing around it. So when, as soon as he, and I know One. he knew this, there's no way he didn't know this. As soon as he was touched his foot outside of Wakanda, people were going to attack him for leaving the, that inclusive story that he pulled off so brilliantly the yeah, first but they, time. But he had to, because in Civil War and all to. the other, because the, the worst part of the movie yeah, yeah. Yeah. is the Marvel logo at the beginning. That's the worst part of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to get it. Let's just, this movie's oh, great. You I should go see it. Let's, let's turn on spoilers. That got, do that. That got that. Dude, that got applause in my theater. Dave, I'm, spe I'm speaking metaphorically. <laughs> I know what you mean, and I, I guess I want to open that I up. I liked that it was. I love the silent credits. It was just like the red wedding. I love the silent credits. It's totally fine. I think, but, but you know, but think, the, the the Marvel logo is the reason that the one subplot that didn't work had to be in the movie, and Ryan Coogler was better. Yeah, than this that. is my only. This is my only problem. I think. I want to ask you guys two questions. One, let's start with the fact that this was not his fault that this tragedy came into their life. So we've heard, I've heard like little rumors about what the first uh, rendition of the script was when Me too. Chadwick Boseman was still alive. We, I don't want to put too much bank on that because we don't know if it's true or not, but obviously this happened. What tends to happen in trilogies, and I don't know if this was just going to only be a trilogy because of course he's the Black Panther and Wakanda is involved in the Marvel universe. But what tends to happen in trilogies is the second one is the dark one. It's really tragic it is it is tragedy they usually end with very little hope just a tether of hope because you've had so much hope and fun times and adventure in the first one you may have had a and then new the second hope. one is hey look at that the second <laughs> one is supposed to make you think i don't know if these people are going to be the same people the next time i see them and i don't know if this is going to be the same world that i was introduced to at the beginning of this one and certainly not in the first one in a way, he couldn't go that dark with this one because that would have been so fucked up. So even though there was so much emotion because of Chadwick's mm -hmm. passing, 
and he was he was you know exploring all these wonderful themes of mm. rage and, and and grief it was almost like he it was almost like he he felt like he needed to end it with some kind of hopeful catharsis because otherwise he would have let Chadwick and and all of us down for having to go through that loss as well and I don't know if that did a service to the mm. film by making us think that everything might be okay by the end of Black Panther 2 when traditionally you're supposed to think that there's no way everything is okay with Wakanda at the end of Black Panther 2. Yeah. Did, I mean, did, the, were you thinking about that at all? Not you at the all. Like, uh, the speech from Nemo gave me the idea that nothing was going to be fucking okay. But he said it. Like, this you know is what I mean? Like, finished. he said that. I guess, I guess that was my only problem with, like, that, that, that a lot of that stuff was, you guys have heard me say it before, and I'm sorry, but proclamations drive me fucking crazy. And there were, there were some proclamations in this story. There were a lot of them where people just said things that have happened and might happen and are happening. And it, you know, the best part about Chadwick, the Chadwick size hole in this was that it was done with cinema language. They referred to him a lot, but I never felt oh, yeah. like I never felt like what they were saying intellectually trumped what I was already seeing and experiencing emotionally in the actor's grief. Uh, and I, and everything that happened with Namor Robert Daniels, I sent you all this review and, you know, I've read several and generally speaking, I think they're being way too negative, but I do agree with that one sentence that Robert Daniels wrote in his Robert, uh, Roger and Ebert's review, where he said, as Namor is telling his story of his origin at the end of it, Shiri, Shiri says, why are you telling me this? And Robert Daniels writes, it's almost like you can hear Kugler saying, why am I telling them this? The audience and I do kind of agree that it led me into a place, not that, not the review, but Namor's story, it almost made me more aware of the fact because I was so emotionally invested in this mammoth-sized black hole of Chadwick's passing and their relativity to that as Wakandans that I was not emotionally connected to Namor at all. I, I really wasn't. He seemed like a fixture of colonization, an archetype, and it felt... It did feel a little bit, a little cheap to me in, in comparison. I don't think that was the intention. You thought it's a fixture of I don't think that was the intention. I thought, I thought he was like a, a Hugo Chavez kind of like answer. All right. And we're, we're 30 minutes. So I'm going to turn spoilers on because we're, okay. we're. Oh, yeah. I thought we, we were already there. We should yeah, have turned spoilers on like yeah. at the, uh, in the first 15 seconds, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a Marvel film. Yeah. Uh, all right. So spoilers are on. Okay. So the Nemo and Shuri ran parallels like they, i know they did they, i'm just yeah. saying i didn't i know i know i just didn't feel it with him though and i i, I would call you out i don't think you i don't think anybody is going to feel it as much as her i absolutely felt exactly what he was putting out at that point maybe all right well mm. i'm not gonna tell you you didn't feel something but yeah it didn't <laughs> it didn't touch me and i think there's something to maybe be said I, maybe i feel in the legs i don't know but yeah i when you have to end a film with your antagonist explaining their intention and it for it to not feel like it's mustache twirling, you're losing something emotionally. The Kugler is such a brilliant director at not making you do that. I mean, when Killmonger says, I mean, you know, I'd rather jump from the slave ship than you know, when he right before he dies, like that giant statement, like I, I don't know. There was there was on the broad side, at even least they Killmonger's didn't kill him. even Killmonger's um 
presence in this film. I don't even know if I want to spoil this too much. I know we're in spoiler territory. We are in spoiler territory. Everyone's even his, tuned out. Even his callback, I still felt like they were like he was speaking through the the thematics at that, that point. That it was didn't huge, feel like he was like proclaiming anything. That was a huge moment for me because it it turned it kind of on its head. I'm like, are we going to deal with a Black Panther who is going to be a villain? Like is Black I, that's Panther? That's exactly right. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is because at that point it could have gone that, it could have gone either way. I think John's saying they should have. And what I'm saying is they never got that far with Namor by any means. He was literal the entire time. So literal that we had no idea what he was feeling. So he had to explain himself to us like three fucking times. He had to give a speech (laughs) where he was saying, this is what I feel and this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. And then literally she was like, why are you telling me this? And it it did just make me think it was not his fault that he was put in a situation where... Who knows if Kevin Feige wanted to introduce this character so they can do other things with them? But I don't know if I don't know if Namor did what was happening to the Wakandans. I don't know if it lifted them further in their journey as as a country and as human beings. I was yeah, I was kind I, of excited to see what they were going to do with the entire conflict they introduced at the beginning of this film. That, that the entire I mean, world is coming for their stuff. Yeah, heard. Like that that first act with uh, Angela Bassett was phenomenal. Like her comeback to yeah. that was great. Yeah, it felt and it, real I feel, and it felt yeah, consequential. I, I feel like that was a setup for future. Like because this technically this, this yeah and this that- <laughs> yeah I know that that is the thing that is the problem with Marvel films. Yeah. Um, but this this it used to be a great asset this, this, for them, but we film, don't know where we're headed now. So well, this it's... film technically closes Phase Four. Oh wow! Oh what what a, what a good bookend! <laughs> what the fuck was the beginning of Phase Four? I, don't I even nobody anymore. knows. What I was the beginning of Phase Four? Yeah. I mean, somebody it says, it, says it was WandaVision. So like it's probably once. Yeah, because um, it's like the multiverse saga. Um, but yeah, like Which nothing phase, about this was multiversal, but sure. No, it wasn't. Um, good. But this this puts a close on Phase Four, apparently. Oh my god! <laughs> I just kind of felt like I kind of felt like Namor. Dude. I almost felt like it was kind of like cheap the way we were. That was such an interesting civilization. It was. Oh, it, it, it was Atlantis. Like we it was, you know, on, was... The, on the bright side as well. They didn't kill him. So, you know, we're going to see I, more I of that. That was the humility that I saw. Well, I don't need to see more of it, but I, I loved the choice that rather than it, it's like Killmonger or the Black Panther, it's one or the other. And it's like, I know we're not the same, but to, to, to be potential allies and to let ourselves live in peace and move on after our weird sea battle on a one boat. That was, yeah, you know, that was not looking good at the end of it. <laughs> it was just one so. boat. It was just, it was a little strange that this huge movie ended on one boat, but at the same time, I I'm happy that it just every, like every other Marvel, it didn't end with the universe could be destroyed. So it's like, it's either, yeah, it's either one or the, the other. It, it There's nothing in between. Big, apparently. And like they got hurt. And they smashed shit out of Wakanda, hurt. but the That's whole true. thing, ha- the whole end battle happened on one boat. It was, that, I don't know how it got there for me. Yeah, I don't. As it, the further it went along, it felt scaled down. I, I'm surprised John's so hard on the Namor thing. Although I agree with, I, I, I genuinely agree. I'm still more on the side of, of Dave. I think in in it, me being like, I, I get it. I'm, I'm clicking, and and they did yada yada some stuff, and we're certainly not going to get into the backstory, which has been shredded. I actually don't even know if the argument against people who didn't were asking about the backstory matters more about 
you know, because Namor's mom was was a, a slave to, I think, Portuguese, Portuguese or Spanish. You know, Spanish. it's basically Latin. Yeah. So, so the the whole idea of Latin American slaves trying to mirror the idea of African slaves is 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 a topic that I think is just above our status here. So I, I'm not going to comment on it, but it's it's in the conversation when it comes up with Namor. But I think that thematically, I think you're you're onto something there. John, I think the one storyline that just didn't work for me, not to only talk about the things that don't work on me, which oh, is supposed yeah, to be gonna antithetical. It's supposed to be antithetical to our podcast. Because I'm with you. I, I I thought the first act was set up brilliantly. I love the conundrum of the second act. And I love that, just because John had already said this, in this type of movie, forget about Namor, Shuri should have gone fucking ballistic. She yeah. would have been the she would have been the dark knight in this story. The Black Panther, which which I know we get to Killmonger and that whole story. I don't know if it was filmed perfectly for my taste of like, it was still a little ethereal and I wish it was a little bit more direct. And I know that the lines were there. It was just a little too like, oh, well, that's not what you wanted. It was like, yeah. that's not what you want. That's not what we fucking wanted. You want to destroy shit. I wanted to destroy shit. That's the Black Panther. You're going to be go. Like, I think that would have worked more for me, but that's just me. That's a taste thing. That's not a movie thing. I think that having to have the girl be a superhero was the worst part of this movie and marvel made her marvel made them do that because this is the thing with spider-man no way no way home the guy wait, wait, is wait, wait, so wait. Let's, let's go back to that like what well hold on the, made the, them so, do that that's oh, an actual she can, black she can just that's an actual black just, panther storyline they they cut corners they cut becomes, corners. well like kind of had no, no, to no no not sure not sure not sure the 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 19 year old's from America, who's never been to Wakanda, knows how to use oh, their really? technology and knows how to fly and knows how to use an Iron Man suit and without any explanation. Like, I think my biggest okay. thing with Marvel is because a kid's smart and he's got, he got into MIT. He didn't even go to MIT. He got into MIT. He knows how multiverse travel comes and he can just summon Peter Parker's. I think that kind of that kind of yada yadaing with Marvel, which is supposed to humanize these characters, it just all of a sudden is like science doesn't matter. It's like no, 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 guys, you can't fuck with me like that. The fact that this girl is a genius doesn't make her a superhero and i think that that's the one problem that, that marvel has is now they're out of superheroes so they need to get the next person in line as quickly as possible and i think they yada yada did too fucking crazy now having said that it was still moved was by everything I, it was still moved by everything that was but the introduction storyline the other the half of that's coming and why do is... they put a backdoor pilot in this movie that matters too much yeah. to people this this backdoor yes. pilot it should not have been high. a part of this the stakes are too high they should have introduced her and then they should have let her become a superhero off screen but they needed somebody that. for this weird boat Val. yeah you can buzz me but no, it's I'm like it's, about that, that that's no, a fair point yeah. yeah oh sorry um but but anyway but but still i'm i'm very i i was very emotionally connected to all this movie so i don't want to poo poo all of it yeah i, I don't want to take away from the fact that i still i still was it's you know it's just i just i also want to be able to put on our filmmaker cap and try to imagine what it was like to be writing this script knowing you have these dilemmas I don't think they reached the rage that would have created the conflict in us as audience members that Wakanda is going to be okay, because that introducing that theme is was so on point. And when you're writing from a place of grief, I get it. Like it's it's right there, and it seems like what hmm. you should explore. But it, you're not my father. No, no, you're not my father, Luke. I mean, we, we've seen it just so many times. Like you have to take your characters to this place where are they going to be okay? And maybe it was literally just in the ending because I kind of saw that rage. I didn't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I love the way the fight scene developed between her and Namor. 
um, in terms of the very end. I thought they had a wonderful fight scene until she just hit the engine and it kind of lost steam for me. That just seemed like kind of too easy. Um, but I wanted her to to struggle a little bit more with her decision. The actual decision making to not kill him bothered me less than her. She was so sure of herself when she was on the plane with him. Yeah. Wakandans, stop fighting. And then I was still very moved by the coda, another coda in this movie, as in the Fablemans. I mean, at that point, I was still moved at, by at that point, Wakandans didn't have a choice. <laughs> that final Waka- shot. I mean, oh I, I know they didn't, but <laughs> I guess it kind of did make me think like, I don't, I still felt, I felt safe. And I just, I don't know. I guess if I was, if I was in Ryan's circle, I would just tell him, you know, I was reading the script. I think I felt safe there and I didn't feel safe throughout, but I felt safe there at the end. And I think you just got to make a decision about how this movie is leading into the next story. Well, I think Do the you best want asset it to feel that way? The, the best asset this had is that you didn't know what was coming because the whole thing was changed. They threw the and script out. And everybody was and dying. So the fact that they, they were yeah. unafraid of the killing people. That, the yeah. fact that they put a, the that was, that they that put was a, a masterstroke. That, that was very real. So the fact that they put a backdoor pilot of this kid in, you're like, well, things are probably going to turn out fucking okay. cheap as shit dude. Well, well, at least at nothing else you're like okay with the cia with the, well, with the fbi with the cia whatever <laughs> whatever government organization and with the girl it was like okay well things are going to turn out okay because this is clearly going to segue into the next thing and it's like no i think having this be like is this even going to work up until the very end i think could have been a really powerful not i know assets not the right word but anyway sorry mm. I, I still like this movie I, i'm sorry shit Dave, back to you. I, Save I, know, us. I know i know i know i know Dave, it's just us. that wonderful dilemma. Hold on, wait, wait. It's just that wonderful dilemma where he had done something that was so pure in the first one that we had really high hopes and high expectations for, and you know, ethically, morally. And he's he snuck a few things like that in there. And anyone who might follow the Marvel universe, Ryan Coogler is also going to be producing her show. So I know that he's going to be making a lot of money from her show. And it just when you look, just the, the ideas of all those ingredients coming into place with the stakes so high of the passing of him and what they were able to achieve with the first one. I don't know. It's it, There is a little bit of me that was kind of like, I'm going to accept it because I know this is a movie business, but I shouldn't be thinking about movie business when I want to just be emotionally, you know, enraptured by, by the I want to grieve the passing of somebody I loved, mm. just as everybody else in this audience. And I know I can see the movie making happening. I can see the universe building happening. And that's just, there were moments where I was like, it's just a shame that that has, I guess it has to happen because this is a machine that's beyond his control. And maybe he's just a victim of it. And I, I, I'm sorry to say him, but he, he kind of is this movie. He co wrote the screenplay, developed the characters, directed it, directed the first one. I don't know. Dave, did you not feel any of this at all? I'm just really curious. You didn't feel any of this at all. I mean, a little bit, I guess, when you pointed out, yeah, okay, there's a little bit of that there. But um, as as a whole, I enjoyed exactly what it was. I'm excited about the fact that they're bringing in Ironheart. So it it was great to see her get introduced and the fact that, we started her story already in progress. I now have questions about is the Ironheart series going to be leading up to that point or is it going to pick up from where that left off? Like, are we just going to skip her entire origin because they had the throwaway lines in the movie about like, you can get the Iron Man suit on YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot they said that. Yeah. And I know they made her like, we can't let you take the suit, but yeah. Cause it was made from vibranium. 
I wonder if, and, and nobody, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be the person who tries to pretend like I can tell Ryan Coogler how to make a better movie because I've literally seen every single one of his movies and I'm, I like bow at the altar of Ryan Coogler. Yeah, he's, mm. he's fucking even though they Even though they kind of destroyed <laughs> Wakanda during that one scene, mm-hmm. I wonder if there is a way, whether it was the final battle or something else, to make it seem like Wakanda could fall. But the fact that they had the battle in the middle of the ocean... I don't know. It's it's just there's something about. I'm glad that it wasn't yeah. the universal battle. Like I'm glad that they didn't take on the UN. But I I wonder I'm if he was sure like, okay, coming. we're gonna leave and then we're never coming back to Wakanda, so we'll keep it safe. And I was like, I mean, I they've, they've set up the the fact that everyone wants Wakanda's shit now. They want Wakanda's so, shit. I think they but, are. But why? Yeah, so, I, I don't yeah. know. It just I, so that, I, that's gonna the, have repercussions all through Phase Five because I mean, fucking Captain America has the title New World Order. That's ominous as shit. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I just so, I wonder yeah. if I wonder if having a battle on a boat in the middle of the ocean was the right choice. That's that's all I wonder Safe. in hindsight. I know what yeah. you mean, dude. I, I know. Like, what would have made me more concerned about the future of Wakanda is if they were really degraded. Like, if if they had lost a lot of their their infrastructure, their power, yeah. if they were on wounded knee. And then we get the tease that, and now the rest of the world knows you're weak. Now we're coming. Then I would have been like, oh my God, how are they going to get out of this? But the, yeah, there were, there, were, there were things like that that just made me feel like, you're telling me I'm supposed to feel a threat. I don't know if I feel the same threat when 150 of your warriors got, you know, mostly got defeated. I thought you had thousands, of, you know, tens of thousands. Yeah. I thought you had a shit ton. Where were they? They they couldn't all fit on that boat. Yeah, we saw all of them. Right. They, they they showed us all of them. They intentionally showed it, right? Let's but, talk about anyway. let's talk yeah. about performances. What did you think of Shuri, Angela Bassett, and Denai Guarino's general who becomes a non-general? What did you think of our three main performances outside of the Namor guy? He did what he had to do, but what did you think of those three performances? I kind of liked them when they were in Cambridge. Yeah. I, I love them when they were in Cambridge. I was like, they were oh the my coolest God, motherfuckers on the planet. The dorm scene was hilarious. By yeah. the way, most kick-ass dorm of all time. Those windows. Were, yeah. I didn't yeah. see that in college. That was, <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, you, you didn't go to MIT. I didn't go to MIT. And that's a weird campus, but it looks more like Dr. Oh, MIT's Seuss not in Cambridge. Uh, I forget where MIT yeah. is. It's, it's, it's in Cambridge. I thought Harvard. They're not both in Cambridge, are they? They're right, aren't they right next to each other? They're close to each other. All right. Well, whatever. people. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't go there. I'll, I'll call yeah. my friend. <laughs> um, for me, deny took this one for me it's She's not great. good better best everybody did an amazing job yeah half of it was her acting and half of it was where they took the character i just didn't see that coming because she felt a little two-dimensional to me in the first one and, and not in a bad way she still brought a wonderful you know very side supporting character to life and i enjoyed yeah. it and she was kind of a rock yeah. i thought it could stand on so how much fun was it to see the rock t- turned upside down yeah. and we could see them in civilian clothes i don't know if i love them in their new super suits I kind of liked her when I she was like a the civilian suit design, a little bit more. I must say, you're um, on her side. I was you're on her. Uh, yeah, I was on the Koya <laughs> side. Is it so, me, yeah. or is this just getting uglier? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She really, she really wowed me. Um, I'm gonna. I think I would just die for Lupita Nyong'o and anything. She's just yeah. The woman is just sure. got both feet on the ground in every breath of her life. She is just. Yep. She, Every she takes knew so her job in that, that mid-credit scene. She was like, I know, I know how to make this emotional and I need to be as simple and as joyful as possible. That's it. It was gorgeous. Fucking nailed Angela. It. I Angela for me can be 
she can go too far for me in her film acting sometimes. Um, it was really amazing seeing her in a role where you could not do that. Yeah. Like there was, the grief was so real and I know it's in the trailer, but even more than the UN scene, which is wonderful information. And I believed every moment I really, I really loved her. I'm the most powerful you know, queen in the world, the most powerful empire of the world. My, everybody's gone. You know, I, I really believe that moment. And her choice to swim down and get the girl. I mean, I know that's not like acting, but I really, really love that they took her. I thought yeah. that was, that, that was I, really that powerful. was necessary. As soon as, as soon as he, as soon as Neymar said that, like the best heroes are broken people. I was like, she yeah. hasn't been broken yet, and I knew something was coming. Yeah, and Winston so, Duke did a good job too. Back to that, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did the one thing, and like this is the only criticism I have of the film. Sadly, is I felt a little bit cheated by the after credit scene, the mid credit scene. I thought it was Chadwick Boseman's real son. I, I was going to ask, kid, like, I have, don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't have a real if, kid. If it is, so I was going to say that's. But he's okay, part I'll of the take, new. I he's part of back. the new mutants, though, right? But, Isn't he part of the the new Avengers or whatever? But what, is, what is like? I feel like Shuri just earned her claws and like she nailed this film. She held this film together. And then they were like, oh, but and, you're second and fiddle they, again. They're like, but yeah, we can just do a time jump yeah. and go straight back to T'Challa and That's cover all that I stuff. I got emotional because I thought like, it was his real kid. Don't, and then don't all of a sudden that. I was like, well, he doesn't have any kids. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't, and I guess don't, they wanted, don't I, take that off her. I know what you mean. Do they want us to, like, are they wanting us to feel this way? And we're like, oh, is she not going to be the ruler of Wakanda because the boy king is yeah. going to tut it? <laughs> over there um i noticed martin freeman's american accent more than i ever have and I, I, still, I still love him very much but martin i heard it i heard your accent it sounded yeah. a little inconsistent i'm sorry buddy i love you so much you're, you're a genius i fucking love you and everything you do it's, it's like but i noticed it i noticed did you do it, the ben affleck accent training just before you went like i'll just do 12 <laughs> second warm-up honestly um. well, let's, let's give it up let's give it up for the uh I mean, Letitia was so obviously like we tell actors all the time, you're dealing with something, don't hide it, you know, use it. Yeah. And she was dealing with a lot. We know she got injured. She had a lot on her shoulders. She was not cast initially to be this person. Nope. I thought she did a I thought she did a really great job. I mean, um, she was eventually. Let's see what happens. Yeah. That was supposed yeah. to be yeah. like three yeah. movies away. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what kind of I'd be curious to know what what kind of screen test you do with someone when you know we're not going to have to touch that side of their range for years. Yeah. So let's also remember they're going to mature for the next eight years or so outside yep. of this film canon. And, you know, they'll be an even better actor then because she was so funny. You know, she was yeah. so just so Lively. funny in the first one. Yeah. So, you know, for her to get this upset and like maintain that without it feeling melancholy and without yeah. it yeah. feeling one note, I respect that a lot. She still had that wonderful intellectual and curiosity that seemed to kind of fuel all of her decision makings. Just as an actor, making that choice, no matter how you're feeling, that is going to drive every move you make. I saw it in, in a good way, not in a I saw her wick way. Like a, I felt it is a better way to say it. I felt that she mm. was what kept her going was written on the page. It was in the character. It wasn't an actor trying to be sad and trying to be smart. I saw a person who was really broken. It was still kind of a, a slave to their obsession with curiosity and technology and what the world could be. 
I like that they made her poke holes in the religion of their culture. I thought that was really yeah progressive. That was that in was a way good. that she was you know that this, was that was part of the journey. I felt like yeah, I thought was that like was effective. accepting your heritage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. What did you think of Dominique Thorne as Riri as the little the young the young girl she was the funny. MIT student? I yeah, she was great. She she did what she yeah. was asked to do really well. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. I thought I could totally see her having a really successful series, and maybe yes. one day we'll see her in the movies movies again. Oh yeah, we will. Trust me. You know what I really appreciated, Tenoch Huerta. Yeah. Tinoch? How do you say Tinoch. how do you say his name? Tinoch. Tinoch. I'm, tell, tell me if I'm being weird here, but I really like that everybody who was in the Talikan, Talikan um, tribe, people, city, whatever, they weren't, they didn't look like Thor. Yeah. Even yeah. he, he had, a, you know, he was in shape. He was a good, good, you know, he was a good he, looking guy. And they swim, swim for a living. He had rugby league legs. And they swim yeah. for a living. But yeah. he, he looked like a regular person <laughs> that got in shape. Not like Chris Pratt's transformation into, you know, he looks like, yeah. that's like, I really appreciated that. Nobody in this movie looked like fucking absolutely yeah. pristine three, spectacle of human being. He's also 300 years old. But I, I yeah, I, I really liked, I actually thought they did a good job underwater because they could have made it too glowy. I'm glad they made it somewhat realistic. Yeah. And that it's not that dark and they brought the sun out and it still doesn't mean that it's effervescent. No, it's fun. Um, is that for sound design? Is that a smell or is that a, is that a sight thing? Weird. Actually, yeah, I thought that as well. I thought I thought I thought the design was well. I thought the enticing nature of that was well, and and how they partner. And he wanted to be a partner, but he wanted he was asking too mm. much. I thought I, I thought mean, it was it was all just, I thought it was all well done. To sum it up, this is what I've been waiting for all year. This is what I've been expecting from films from Marvel all year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Marvel, that. And I got it. Yeah, let's say let's let's definitely end on that note because I know he made one of the greatest Marvel films. So you know, I'm not definitely not going to downplay that. But the any criticism that I or we have had about this film, which we had, Marvel, you're too good. That's as far as our criticism should go, bro. <laughs> we can't be complaining about the other problems with your movies that regular movies fall into. The stakes are too high. You can't take us on this journey. And not expect us to care that much. Like, this movie lives in a place where I can comfortably criticize all those things because it's still a really good movie. We haven't been able to say that as comfortably about <laughs> yes. the other movies, right? Yes. Honestly, over a year nameless. now. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I mean... The TV has so, been doing better than the movies, to be honest. Yeah, and I know you keep saying that, so maybe yeah. I should take a chance on it. But um, Ryan Coogler, congrats. I can't wait for your next film. I hope it's not in the Marvel universe. I hope you take a break and I think then it's, go back. I think he's going to take a break. He got his money. I think it's time. Yeah. I, I'll never forget seeing Fruitvale Station when it was a limited release in New York. I mean, like, they made that for $900,000. I'll never forget it. And then he's like, he's doing greed. I'm in. And I wish that the next Fruitvale Station with $20 million, I hope that comes out soon. $30 million, whatever the fuck he wants. All right. Thank you, Black Panther filmmakers, Thank for you. making this movie. Yeah. I enjoy um, it a lot. All right, let's wrap it up there with a quick round of what you've been watching, where we give you our recommendations and tell you what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching this week? Oh, what have I been watching? Indeed. Um, I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty, yeah. and I happened upon Solar Opposites on Hulu, um, which is basically a couple of aliens who crash land on Earth that picks it up a year later. They're living there as aliens and just fucking with the population. It's animated and hilarious. 
Sure. Uh, it's done by the guys who did Rick and Morty. And I also started watching the Amazon uh, series Peripheral. How is it, man? It's by uh, Jonathan Nolan and... Um, yeah. What's her name? Oh, I feel awful. It's not because she's a woman. I'm sorry, folks. What's his co-creator <laughs> you, you, of Westworld? You didn't have to, didn't what have is to her say name? that. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> you didn't. No, but, I did. Everybody's thinking it. What is her name? She's good. What is her fucking name? She's a great writer. He's a famous man, Jonathan uh, Nolan. So it's okay that you didn't quite get... I mean... Jamie, but, Ch- no, it's it's William Gibson. Wait, what? The peripheral? No, it's not, dude. The yeah, peripheral, co- yeah. With it's, Chloe it's Grace a, Moretz. Yeah. She's she's rocking it, and uh, I don't know who like, you're talking about. It's a good series. It's a really good series. Lisa Joy. It's Lisa Joy, isn't it? Isn't it Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan's new show? I don't think so. Isn't it? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm looking at the IMDb. I don't see. I don't. Th- I don't think so. Yeah, I thought I would. Well, I know the she's the John, head producer. She's the Jonathan, she's Jonathan producer doing. on it. Jonathan um, yeah, the peripheral. Basically, this deals with um, like a, a couple of gamers who get a new like virtual reality thing. It's set. It's set in like 2032, and they get this new thing that is almost a really life life like sim. And then shit goes horribly wrong from there. They end up like assassination people turn up, like squads turn up trying to kill them, and it just goes from there. It's it's quite a ride i like it i like it a lot excellent amazon prime uh two other people told me about that show this weekend so maybe i should give it a shot it's different Um, it's just different so i went to it's only on one theater here in la um i can't talk about this movie enough but i'm not going to say more than i need to alejandro enurito's new film bardo false chronicle of a handful of truths Oh yeah, I had a religious experience in the cinema. I don't know what else to say. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It was fucking crazy. You're not the only it's person I've heard that one. from. It's another long one, so I'm sorry. Buckle up. It is weird. It's experimental. It takes you all over the place. You watch the trailer, you'll get kind of an idea. But uh, I mean, it was over, and like everybody I saw it with was like, we couldn't even talk about it. It was one of those yeah. kinds of experiences. It was like Tree of Life, Terrence Malick level kind of thing. So if you want that kind of experience, I strongly recommend it. I think Alejandro has been working towards this kind of film for years. It's a, it's I think he of... saw his friend uh, Alfonso Coron make Roma, and he was like, I'm about to make my personal movie, yeah, my Mexican a, movie. From what and I've he heard, it's, like, it's the kind of film it. where you go out to dinner afterwards and they ask you what you want and you burst into tears and go, I don't know. Honestly, like yeah. I cried. Everybody <laughs> around me cried. It was very, it's very emotional. It is. Yeah. And stimulating, and it's just, it's like Church of Cinema kind of fucking place. I don't really know what else to say. So it's gonna, I think it's gonna, it's going to Netflix. Please, please, please don't watch it at home. You will <laughs> press pause like 30 times. Please don't do that. Please go to the theater and see it. I think it goes to wide release December 16th, I think, in mid December. Please hold off and see it in the theater, folks. I don't know if we'll talk about it on this show, but cool. oh my God, I can't stop talking, I can't stop thinking about it. Jeff, what'd you watch? Um, I, I watched all of the crown, which was 10 hours. So even though I mentioned that on our, um, Fableman's I'm episode, which tonight. is coming out, that's 10 this hours door. of my life. It's 10 hours. It's, it's different. Imelda Staunton's sassy. She's a sassy queen, but she looks exactly like her. She just behaves a little sassier than the other queens we've gotten. So that's all I'm saying. I think a lot of people are like her and Dominic West. People are like, uh, and it's like, all right. We get it. They're different. You know, it's okay. But they both look exactly like their people and sound like them, just a little sassier. Um, and Dominic then I rewatched the. I didn't, I didn't know that. 
Dominic West is uh, Prince mm. Charles. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, that. and then I watched uh, the Robin Williams thing on on HBO, which has been out for a couple of years. But I just just needed some more time with uh, with Robin. I wanted to check back in. Sports have Thank been good. You for mm. I started yes. eight different things that I didn't finish. So I'm not going to mention any of them. But um, <laughs> next week great. I'll talk about yeah. them. They're, they're going to be yeah, great. They said awesome. <laughs> Thanks, friends. I got to pee. So we're going to end the episode right there. I'm about I'm to w- burst. I'm already <laughs> peeing. <laughs> See you guys soon. Thanks, film fans. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>